0: Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Primal Athletics Radio. Um, last month we went over our monthly challenge, which was the Connect Challenge. So hopefully you guys had some good success with that. The idea behind last month's challenge was to increase, um, you know, our social activity, reaching out to people, trying to build relationships, and kind of working on the network. Um, you know, just daily discipline of connecting with somebody in some way conversely this month uh, the month of December our monthly challenge is going to be the disconnect challenge Um, so instead of connecting with people we're going to kind of look at the other other side of the coin and disconnect from our technology a little bit um, and try to take a step back from our smartphones and social media and screens in general Um, So that's kind of going to be the focal point of this month's challenge is reducing screen time. And I'm going to kick it over to Coach Eric. He'll give you a couple more details. Yeah, so it's almost like a
1: continuation in some ways, because I think when you disconnect from social media, you'll continue to connect with uh, people in person maybe a little bit more. Um, But yeah, so anyways, it'll be um, two hours a day off of your phone, TV, computer, social media, any of that stuff. Um, we're going to try to stay off for two hours straight. So that means um, you can kind of like set an alarm or whatever, um, or a timer for two hours and just, um, and and don't touch any screens basically for that, for that two hours. Um, and we'll keep track of it on, in SugarWad, just like the other ones. You can just click if you did it yes or no at the end of the, month and then um kind of see how see how well you did um so there's also some good ways to track this in your phone um so like before you start um take a look at your screen time report so you can do this in iPhones and Zach I think you just looked up you can do it in Androids too yep yeah so um so before you start, let's take a look at that. See how many hours you spend on your phone, um, and then by the end of this challenge, see if you can make any improvements. Because it's pretty, pretty eye opening for a lot of us when we see that screen report, um, how much time is on your phone, and and uh, and a lot of that time isn't productive. So just by freeing up two hours, um, I think we'll be able to f- be a lot more productive. Either. Um, just like with family time, friends time, whatever, or maybe working on some hobbies or, uh, even like, you know, work if you're, uh, if you're, um, if you are distracted in that way. So, so that's kind of the challenge, two hours. And Zach had a good idea to make this, um, the ideal scenario would be to do this two hours right before bed. Cause then it's also gonna, um, make your sleep habits a lot stronger.
2: Yeah, and that kind of goes along the idea of kind of habit stacking. Uh, If you've worked with me in nutrition, you've heard me use this term before. And if if you've read um, James Clear's book, I think the Power Habits. Is it Power Habits? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've read read too many habit books lately. I keep mixing (laughs) them up. But he talks about habit stacking kind of while you you want to focus on one thing at a time to – enhance your chances of success. You don't want to load your plate too much. If there are a couple easy things you can kind of stack on top of each other to make life easier and kind of work on two habits at the same time, go ahead and do so. And this is a perfect opportunity to do that. So you can use those two hours anytime during the day, but I would challenge you to not, if you already don't go on social media for two hours during work, don't just say, all right, I did my two hours. Now I get to spend the rest of the day on social media, try to try to habit stack this and maybe do it two hours before bedtime. So if you know you're going to bed at 10 from eight to 10, you're not going to be looking at social media. You're not going to be on your phone. Uh, that way, you're, you're also working on better sleep habits as well. Maybe you pick up a book during that time. Maybe you're spending more time with the family. Maybe you're, uh, you're going to work out during the time. Maybe you've been slacking your workouts lately. You're going to get a quick workout in or take the dog for walk, Whatever it may be, trying to work on that better sleep uh, schedule as well as stacking the habit of not looking at social media at the same time.
0: And I think it would be a good idea for most of us to maybe write down some things that we feel like um, maybe we don't have time for. And then use those hours that you gain and that you free up um, that you wouldn't be spending on your phone doing those things. So, you know, maybe maybe write yourself a list like, hey, I I haven't had time to read. I haven't had time to you know, practice my instrument or to do these daily chores that I should be doing um, and see see how productive you can get going down those lists of things um, in the time that you free up you know, not using your phone. And as coach Eric said, it, it is eye opening when you look at that, that, um, screen time report, you know, all phones have this feature. Um, and coach Zach kind of joked about it. It's not, mar- it's not something that's marketed. You know, Apple's not out there saying like, Hey, we got this great new feature that's going to help reduce your screen time. Um, cause obviously that's not what they're looking for, but for us and for our own personal wellbeing, it is a useful tool. So if you go in your settings, you can find that screen time Um, And It also breaks down per app, how much time you're spending. You can also set limits um, to, you know, how long you get on each app or how long you get on your phone. So those are good things to play around with. Some other easy features or settings that you can um, go through and kind of change a little bit on your phone that might help reduce the screen time or reduce your urge to use your phone. Um, One that I've been playing around with recently is changing your background screen to grayscale. So if you go to your phone settings, there's a way to change basically to everything to black and white. And it makes looking at your phone a lot less fun when there's no bright, uh, bright colors. Um, and that's kind of just a really simple fix. Um, give that a try and see if it helps, you know, kind of reduce that sense of wanting to scroll through, um, you know, and then also maybe think of certain areas of your house or, um, as Zach said, coach Eric said certain times a day where it's just like no screen time, you know, maybe your, your bedroom could be a a screen free zone. Those are good things to try to roll out to reduce the overall time we're going to spend on our phone this month.
2: Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm pretty blown away by this. Um, I've never looked at the total screen time on my phone until right before we started recording. Um, and even like about three weeks ago, we made a conscious decision in our house to to put down the phones and, and not be on social media and delete we actually deleted a lot of the apps from our phone itself, so we're not more prone to look at it and I'm still even making that conscious decision, averaging about two hours a day on the phone and a really cool feature too, not only shows screen time but how many times you open your phone during the day, and I've still opening my phone about seventy five times a day, which is pretty eye opening to me, and that's me like saying I'm not going to be going on my phone, so I, I definitely recommend going to that dashboard and your settings and looking at screen time uh, and, and just getting an idea how much you really look at it and see if you can try to cut that in half over the, the course of the month, even if you're not going cold turkey and not looking at it at all, if you can drastically reduce that. If you're someone who spends four hours a day on here and, and you can reclaim two hours of your day, that's, I mean that's 14 hours a week that you can spend doing a hobby or, or building a business or whatever it is you've said you've had no time to do. You found it. You you have time. It's
1: right there. It's in your phone. (laughs) Yeah. And I think people will find that like, that's a really low number that you did that you just said, Zach, it might seem like a lot, but two hours is, uh, is pretty
0: low compared to, I think what most people will find. Yeah. There's, I mean, on top of this whole subject, like there's all these, um, you know, pieces of research that are somewhat recent because it's kind of a new phenomenon, but supporting, the idea that increased screen time and social media use um, is linked to higher rates of anxiety, higher rates of depression, loneliness, um, even higher rates of suicide. And we might, you know, not necessarily have the, the awareness and the tools yet, because this is again, kind of a new phenomenon, smartphones and social media, especially. Um, But there is some compelling evidence that it's, you know, really not great for us, um, especially for our mental health. And, um, I think it is a good, um, a good habit to get into being aware of your relationship with phones and technology, um, and just trying to have a healthier relationship with it. You know, um, we are in ways addicted to our technology and to social media, especially, you know, there's, <clears throat> so listening to a, a recent podcast, this guy named Adam Alter, who's a marketing professor, and he's written a handful of books on the subject. Um, and one of the things he talks about, uh, things you wouldn't even think about, that you know, kind of trick us into spending more time on apps like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you know, something even as simple as like when you're scrolling down, looking at things. Back before the app really upgraded, there used to be like a refresh button. So you got to the bottom of the page, and you had to click a button for more information to refresh so you could keep scrolling. Now everything you look at is like an endless stream of information, right? You just scroll and scroll and scroll and It's a bottomless pit. And even something as simple as that, um, you know, kind of tricks our brain into keeping on the phone, keeping our attention, keeping our awareness focused on the screen. And, um, you know, without that like psych- psychological cue that like, hey, this, this is over, we should maybe move on to something else um it kind of tricks us and and continues adding to that addiction of of scrolling and and spending a lot of time on our screens
1: yeah there's lots of reasons to not be on social media and um you know one of them is like as soon as you get on there you're being manipulated and um like i personally don't like being manipulated and i don't think a lot of people do but whether it's <laughs> advertising or trying to um you know, fill you with information that, you know, supports certain beliefs or whatever. It's, um, it's, uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of evidence. And, you know, the way it's designed is it's designed to manipulate you. It is an advertising tool. So, and it's very, you know, in the best form, it's trying to get you to purchase things. Um, and, you know, that's evolved into, um, making you believe certain things as well, which is, um, a whole nother kind of dark hole, but um, yeah, going
2: back to that mental health standpoint a little bit, some, some of the biggest pitfalls we can find ourselves in with that is just, is, is that, I guess it triggers more of your insecurities in a way and, and put you in this comparison mode to other people when you're going through any social media, but especially kind of Instagram here, cause it's more in your face with the actual big pictures you're going to find pictures of people who who seem to be having the best time of their lives every single day. Like no one posts their bad day to Instagram. It's always the good stuff they're doing. Uh, You'll find posts about people traveling, their A plus grades, any achievements they've had, purchases, new cars. And when you you start looking at that page after page, scroll after scroll, you you start comparing yourself to it and you feel your own life kind of pales in comparison to theirs. And this can send you down a deep rabbit hole of anxiety, depression, uh, triggering these insecurities and having this like fear of missing out that you're not doing better. Maybe someone you went to high school with just had a kid or someone you went to college with just got engaged and you're thinking, what, what am I doing with my life when your life is you, you're doing just fine too. But when you compare yourself to hundreds or thousands of other people on social media, it can really push yourself down and, and, and not give yourself the opportunity to succeed uh, and do what you're meant to do.
0: Yeah. It really like almost projects this distorted reality, like, you know, gives you the the idea that, Um, you know, it's all kind of bright lights and glamor, um, and, and doesn't really show like the realism of, of Mm day-to-day life. Um, so you kind of get like this glamorized view of things and people. Um, and I don't think that's a great thing.
2: Not at all, especially if it's negatively impacting you, if you can kind of see through it and be happy for those people, that's great. But I think there's always that voice in the back of our head that kind of compares yourself to them. Um, in a negative light and they can just kind of hold you back more than propel you forward.
0: I think it would, you know, kind of, we would be, um, you know, bereft if we didn't talk about the implications of COVID and how the, um, I guess the decrease of social, you know, activity has probably helped, or maybe not helped, but has increased people's time on the screen and has actually worsened this issue because people don't really have other options, but to spend time, um, with technology, um, given, you know, some of the guidelines in that people are being more careful and maybe not traveling or spending time with friends and family. Um, so it's, it's adding to that, that whole issue right now. And I think it is very hard for people and I could you know, speak even for myself, um, when there's not much to do and not things to do, uh, you kind of go looking for it through through social media and through your phone. Yeah,
1: and it can even like distort your views on like COVID. So this is going down a dangerous path. Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, if you look how even like something like COVID, people are divided on, and I would say social media is kind of the main. Um, reasoning for that. Because if you start, if you click on an article, that's like, oh, COVID isn't that um, dangerous or whatever. And then they're going to show you another article that's like, oh, you know, whatever. And then eventually you're down this path where COVID's a hoax. And then, you know, the other direction, you click an article that's like, you know, people are dying from um, COVID every day. And it's going to show you you know, articles after articles on the dangers of COVID. And then you're going to have these friends that um, you argue with on social media about, you know, this, because you kind of find yourself in this little bubble. Um, And it just, once you click one thing, it supports the next click and the next click until you, you get down this like path. Whereas, you know, even something like COVID there's a, it's, you know, it's not a cut and dry issue. Like there's, there's um there's gray area and it, and there's reason for discussion, um but when you get entrenched in this kind of like identity that's solidified through social media it's hard to it's hard to like look at something from a um like an open perspective I guess
0: right so. yeah I think we could honestly spend the next two or three hours you know, just talking about the, the neg- negative aspects of our phones and social media. And, um, you know, not to say there's no positive outcomes from cell phone usage or from social media usage, there are definitely their tools and tools can be used in good ways as well. Um, but, you know, I think most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we abuse them. Um, and, and we probably take advantage of, of having this technology. Uh, so the the idea is this month to just, first gain awareness of that, you know, start with those uh, screen time, you know, graphs and just check out, hey, how much time do I actually spend here? Um, What apps are, you know, really constantly on my phone calling to me? Um, You know, how many times do I open my phone a day, get aware with that information and then start chipping away at it and start trying to get to those two hours a day where you're not even opening your phone, you're not on a screen and you're using that time productively in another manner and get the ball rolling in in that direction, right? I think Zach said it really well. Uh, You probably have a list of things that you say there's no time for. You know, I I wish I could start a business, but I got no time. And then you look at your data and you're spending six hours a day on your phone. Well, there's your time, right? Um, Start prioritizing things that you really want and um, maybe realizing that you're not getting much out of scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. I think
2: my last piece that i have to say on this is looking back at kind of the beginning of COVID and the lockdowns and everyone working from home and going to school from home. There's a lot of pros and cons from that. um, With the cons being obviously less social interaction. um, You're stuck staring at a screen all day. But I I think some of the pros that we we can pull out of that is a lot of people did take the opportunity to learn something new. Um, They were at home, all day for the first time in years they're with their family and you saw so many people posting about like learning how to cook or baking bread or or painting or doing stuff around the house and I think it was a really a really cool part of of our initial kind of lockdown was that people took the opportunity to learn something new and you can do that with this challenge as well if you're spending four hours a day on social media and, and you decide to give up three hours of that that's three hours a day to learn something new. And I would challenge you to, to go online and, and take a course in something. Go to like masterclass.com. I don't know if you've ever used that before. It's like 15 or 20 bucks a month. And you have people who are leading their industry teaching these almost college level courses for 20 bucks a month online. I'm, I'm just looking at it now. And you can go on and Gordon Ramsey teaches a cooking class. Uh, you could learn how to skateboard with Tony Hawk. Um, just going through here is pretty cool. Annie Leibovitz teaches photography. If you've got a camera, I mean, everyone got a camera on their phone, learn how to take some cool pictures, learn a new hobby. Um, don't just take that two hours that you're not going on social media and watch TV instead. Uh, try, try to learn something new and just, or, or try to, again, if you, if you've had this goal in life that you always said, I don't have time to do it. Maybe now's the time to put a little bit of work into it every day. For sure.
0: And, um, we're going to do our best to support you in this guys. You know, if you, if you need uh, support from us coaches, let us know, and we'll try to help you along, um, the best we can. And, you know, us as individuals, we're also going to keep working on this as the month goes on and we'll kind of keep you updated through the next couple episodes. Um, even if they're not the same topic, we'll kind of give you a fill in how things are going for us. And, um, you know, always feel free to reach out to us if you need more information or support on the subject. Um, that's going to be pretty much it for today's episode. Again, disconnect challenge for the month of December. Um, let's get after it. We'll see you guys next time.